Hello, and welcome to the Calvary Road Baptist Church Podcast. I'm Pastor Paul Shirley, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen. Each week, we will be releasing sermons and studies delivered directly from the pulpit at our church. Our goal with this podcast from Calvary Road Baptist Church is to make the gospel and sound biblical preaching more available to a wider audience. We hope that these sermons will be a blessing and an encouragement to you each week. As the scripture reads in Psalm 119 and verse 116, Uphold me according unto thy word, that I may live, and let me not be ashamed of my hope. Now, let's hear from God's word. I know that the Bible says that our days are few and full of trouble. Because that's what it feels like from this perspective sometimes, doesn't it? That we are facing a lot of a lot of trouble, health issues, financial issues, political issues, whatever it may be. It seems like there is a lot of trouble. And that's, that's because of the prince of the power of this world. And that's the devil. There's just a lot of trouble over here. There's trouble even inside our own hearts and our own minds. Amen. We're often troubled, the Bible says. But it also tells us that, that the glory that's going to be revealed in us over there, that none of this is worthy to even be compared with it. That when we get over there, all this over here is going to seem like just a blink. Amen? And that right there is the blessed hope. It's the understanding that there is a day coming when there is no trouble, there's no trial, there's no difficulty, there is no sickness, there is no worry that will even compare to how good it's going to be over there. Amen? Amen. I hope this morning that you know for sure that heaven is your home. Amen. Amen. The reason I believe that the, one of the reasons I believe the Bible calls that the blessed hope, that His glorious appearing, the time when He brings all of us to Himself in that final moment, is that that's something we get to look forward to, right? Yeah. That word hope in the Bible is not like, man, I hope it doesn't rain later. That hope in the Bible is it's something we're a, a, a looking forward of something that we know is going to happen. Amen. It is a hope. It is what gives us hope. And if you're here this morning and you don't have that, you can. Amen. You can have that hope. All you got to do is be saved. Amen. And it's a free gift of God. So if you're here this morning and say, Well, Paul, I don't know that I've ever been saved. Well, let me encourage you that you make today the day. Amen. Stop putting it off and thinking about it and saying, Well, this and well, that. And just go ahead and today, go ahead and come to the Lord Amen. and be saved. Romans chapter 10 this morning. Um, now, as, as I say, Romans chapter 10. I know that most of you recognize that chapter as what we often refer to as the Romans road, right? It is that passage of Scripture uh, where the Apostle Paul so clearly outlines the way to obtain personal salvation. There especially in verses, I say probably verse number 8 down through verse number 10, somewhere in there you will often have those verses quoted. Verse 9, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and uh, <clears throat> shalt believe in thine heart that the Lord hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth in the righteous, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. But for this morning, we're going to look at verse number 11. Uh, and we're going to read some of these verses that actually come thereafter. Uh, this weekend while I was down at, um, <clears throat> at Saxton, my, my, my father-in-law's church, uh, there was a man who got up and he started preaching. And, and he kind of kept repeating two words uh, and when he did, the Lord just kind of struck my heart on those words, and I went and just began to kind of look in the Bible at some things, and the Lord took me to this passage in Romans chapter 10. And, and, and I want to show you something this morning uh, that, that I think you already know. I think you already know this, but maybe you haven't considered it in this light recently or at all, and, and I want to try and be a help to you this morning. Will you go with me? Uh, I, I want to help you. I do. I want to show you something in the Bible that I think if we could get a hold of it, it would, it would truly help us. And uh, in Romans chapter 10, verse number 11, we'll begin reading here. The Bible says, For the Scriptures say it, Whosoever believeth on Him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon Him. And I'll just say amen right there. He's rich to any who call upon Him. And that's how we know that we are wealthy. We are rich in Christ. On Wednesday nights for a while now, we've been going through verse by verse through the book of Ephesians. And that first chapter is all about how that Christ is our wealth in this life and that He has made us rich. Uh, and I say amen to that. 
Verse number 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I say amen to that as well. I'm glad that it doesn't matter who you are or where you're from, that if you will call on His name in searching of salvation, that He will save you. Now, it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how, doesn't matter how deep you've been in sin. There is no depth of sin that He cannot reach down and pull you out from. Thank God for that. Verse 14, How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Esaias saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. I want to preach this morning on this thought, the stepping stones of faith. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, Lord, I thank You, God, for the opportunity, Lord, to stand here today in this place. God, I thank You, Lord, for, for helping me, Lord, in my body. And I pray, God, that You can continue to help me this morning and allow me, Lord, to preach, Lord, through the power and the unction of the Holy Spirit. God, I know that in me there dwells no good thing. And Lord, I know that today in this, in this congregation, there's none of us, as the Bible said, there's none that doeth good. There is none righteous, but that all sin and come short of the glory of God. I pray this morning as we look to Your Word, God, that we will look and hear with, a, with, with an ear that is open, God, that we will not deafen our ear to what the Spirit wants to say to us through the Word of God. I pray that You'll help me to preach it, Lord, as You've delivered it to my heart. Fill me with Your Spirit. Pour me out this morning. I love You. I ask in Jesus' precious name. Amen. In this passage, we see how that uh, Paul begins to outline <clears throat> faith in these last few verses. Closing with that thought that faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And he goes in reverse order, really, in verse 14 and 15, of how that we receive the Gospel. And how do we receive faith? Now, obviously, the context of this passage is in regard to the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is, it is speaking of salvation. But I would even go a step further and say that that same precedence not only applies to salvation, but that it would apply to all the truth of the Word of God. That we receive the Word of God in these simple steps. Now, it does not mean that there are not other ways. Obviously, we receive the Word of God by reading and studying on our own. And I will say oftentimes the Holy Spirit will, in a sense, preach the Word of God to our hearts through our own reading. But if we're being honest this morning, most of the, <clears throat> the Word of God that we have received that has worked in us to the process of changing our hearts comes through preaching. And the reason is because there's a difference in the Bible between preaching and teaching and even studying. Preaching is something... Uh, when, when a word is preached, it is proclaimed and it is given. And the difference even between preaching and teaching, even though sometimes they will weave in and out, is that teaching sometimes is only for the purpose of learning, right? We're, we're listening to teaching so that we can learn something. It doesn't mean that it can't help us, but we're trying to just simply gain more knowledge or gain more wisdom, right? Preaching is the sort of message, however, from the Word of God that is trying to elicit a response. Amen. When preaching is done, there is supposed to be a reaction to what has been given. Generally, that's repentance. Other times it might be a reaffirmation of certain things or, or just accepting what's been presented and saying, you know what, this is right and I need to take it and I need to apply it. That preaching, that's why after preachers preach, we often give what we call an invitation. <clears throat> we are inviting you to then receive the preached Word and to act upon it. That's really the difference between preaching and teaching. Not that teaching can't be preaching, and not that preaching can't be teaching. But there is a difference between the two in the Bible. But there's a point that Paul's making in verse 11 where he says this, He says, Whosoever believeth on Him shall not be ashamed. This is, of course, referring to the Gospel of Jesus Christ, which we know is the Miraculous birth, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, right? <clears throat> but then he goes on in verse 14 and 15 to expound on the importance of these things. Preaching, 
hearing, right? And then believing, and then obeying. Those are the things that are present in these verses. And you'll see that word obey shows up after he's made those statements about the preachers in verse 16. They have not all obeyed the gospel. Now there is a difference in believing and obeying. And I'll show you the difference here in just a minute. But let me go quickly down through this. Because we understand that by faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And the method that Paul's outlined here is, it is a stepping stone of what he rounds it all up in, one word, and that word is faith. This is the way that we receive and build and establish our faith. First, we see that it begins with preaching. Now, preaching, you look at that word preach, it means to proclaim, it means to herald, it means to pronounce a public discourse, to discourse on the gospel way of salvation and exhort to repentance. That's from Webster's 1828. But we understand that preaching is, uh, it is proclaiming, right? Preaching is proclaiming. Now, let, let, let me just help you with something real quick. Sometimes we think that preaching is only preaching if it's loud and fiery, but that's not necessarily true. You can proclaim something without being fiery, but you can't proclaim something privately. Because preaching is proclaiming. 1 Corinthians 1.21 says, After that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Can I just tell you, some people think it is foolish to do what we're doing in here this morning. For me to get up and, and to preach for, you know, for 30 minutes to an hour and just give you what the Lord has given and, and for us to gather together, to think that you would want to do that is foolish, right? Because the world just doesn't understand it. But God thinks that it is not foolish. He says that it's wise. The Bible says those of us who believe preaching is wisdom. Whereas to the world it is foolishness. That preaching it is a proclaimed Word of God. It is the proclamation of truth that elicits a response in the hearer. Amen. It's not only proclaimed, but it is public. I told you that. It can't be done privately. You can read in Acts 5, verse 42. It said, Daily in the temple and in every house they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. Now, Acts 5 and 42 tells us there is a distinction between preaching and teaching. Y'all see that? They're going into the temples. They're going into the houses. They're preaching and they're teaching. They're doing both things because they're two different things but they're done publicly, aloud, before men, that they might hear and believe and repent. And you can preach uh, you know, by, by simply proclaiming the Word of God and the truth of the Gospel to anyone. It's public. It's done. Preaching is proven. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2 very simply said this, Preach the Word. Now we talked about that a couple weeks ago on Sunday night, didn't we? How that Paul challenged Timothy to preach the Word. Let me make a statement to you. Preaching cannot be judged on the matter of style. Y'all hearing me? Preaching cannot be, mat cannot be judged on the matter of how fiery it is. It cannot be judged on that. There are some times when preaching will be fiery. Sometimes I come in here and I feel a little bit fired up. There's other times when I come in here and I want to preach, and I'll be honest, I, I, I don't feel fired up. Uh, maybe I'm tired. Maybe I just got over a stomach virus. Maybe I don't have an Emmy. I'm saying, Lord, help me. But sometimes I think we think this. The louder they are, the more they shout, and the more they holler, and the more they kick, and the more they spit, the more spirit is on them. But this says preaching is determined, it's proven by what? The Word. Now, it's also proven by the Spirit, and I'll show you that. <clears throat> but preaching is always in the Word of God. I can get up here... And I can shout and holler and kick and scream and yell about how Reese's is the best Halloween candy until the Lord comes back. But you know what it won't be? Preaching. I could even take a lap. It wouldn't be preaching. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I can also get up here and tell you how you ought to do this, and you ought to do that, and you ought to act like this, and you ought to act like that, and never give you a single thing that's out of this Word of God, and just give you the Gospel according to Brother Paul, and it won't be preaching. Preaching is only what thus saith the Word of God. Now, I've heard a lot of people get up 
and attempt to preach, read a verse, take off, and never say anything about the Bible. Can I tell you, that ain't preaching. Amen. Preaching is in the Word. That's the proof of preaching. Let me move on. Preaching is proclaiming. It's public. It's proven. It's powerful. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4 said this. Paul told him, he said, My speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. You know what that tells us? Preaching cannot be done outside of the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Now some people have a, have a charismatic gift of speech. And they can weave words and they can paint pictures and they're great motivational speakers, but they're not preachers. Because they're not preaching the Word of God and they're not preaching in the Spirit of God. Amen. That's just simply the way it is. It is true that the Word of God and the Spirit of God are the, the only things that are going to bring us true preaching. This is the, this is the, that it begins, the stepping stone of faith, faith begins with preaching. Then we see that that preaching results in hearing. The verse says, how should they hear without a preacher? Now I do not believe that someone has to sit in church and hear a preacher get up and preach the way that we generally hear preaching in order to be saved. I believe that they can receive the gospel in any way, because the Bible tells me that the, it is the power of God unto salvation. And that may be you, whether you're a man, a woman, an adult, or a child, telling someone what the Bible says, and God speaks to their heart and they get saved. Amen. It could be, could be People have gotten saved through many different avenues of, of receiving the preached word of the gospel, and it's not always in a church setting. But let me say this. <clears throat> For those of us who believe the form of preaching comes... Uh, through church generally, and that preaching is meant to result in hearing. And, and to hear, let me say this two things quickly. To hear, you must be attending. Now that, that's just good old-fashioned common sense. I'm not even going to give you a verse for it. Y'all know that the Bible says that we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. But I'll tell you this. You want to hear preaching, and you want to receive the Word of God, the church is where you go to do that. Now, you should be reading your Bible, you should be studying your Bible, and if somebody here is going to say, well, Brother Paul said you should only get the Bible at church, you can go out of here knowing that you're lying. I don't believe that. Neither do you. You, know, you can receive the Word of God through reading and studying, but if you want to hear that, you want to really get where God is sending someone with a message to you, which, by the way, is the way He's done it from the days of old. He has given men a message to take to His people in the Old Testament and the New. To reject that is to reject a lot of what God wants to say to you in your life. I told you before, most of the messages, if we're being honest, most of the messages we've heard that have changed us, that have, that, have, that have shined a bright light on our lives, most of the Word of God that we've received in that way has come through preaching. That's just the way God has designed it. Preaching, and it's right here. He said, how should they hear? Except, they hear without, how should they hear without a preacher? So, to hear you must be attending. So, it's a common sense statement. You can't hear what's coming through the preaching if you're not here to hear the preaching. To hear... You must not only be attending, but you must be attentive, all right? And some of y'all was like, yeah, I heard you, but I wasn't listening. Y'all, you ever seen your kids do that? I'll say, son, look at me. He'll look at me. And I'll see him going, just drifting. You, you ever seen your kids drift while you're talking to them? They're, they might be hearing, but as we say, it's going in one ear and out the other. They're not, they're not being attentive. They're not paying attention. They're here. They're attending. They're right there. Yes, yes, Father. Yes, Father. I hear thee, Father but they're not receiving anything. If you want to hear it, it is more than just being there, but it is listening, that your ears turn toward God. I've often said I come to church and I say, God, I want you to speak to me. Amen. Let me encourage you. When you go to the house of God, before you come in the doors, even if it's just real quick in your car, bow your head and say, Lord, speak to me today. Amen. Speak to me out of thy wonderful law, right? Speak to us out of what your Word of God has to say. Lord, whatever the preacher is going to preach today, I pray, God, that it's something that I need to hear and that it'll sink down in me and help me. God, pray for that. Be attentive. Look for God's Word. Results in hearing. Then comes the believing. That's what he said, isn't it? How should they hear without a preacher? How should they believe? How should they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? That's where we're going to, really, isn't it? And to believing. To believe 
in this instance, in this case, is to credit upon the authority or testimony of another. It is to be persuaded of the truth of something upon the declaration of another, upon evidence furnished by reason, arguments, deductions of the mind, or other circumstances than personal knowledge. You don't believe something, in this case, from personal knowledge and experience of, oh, well, I know it because I know it. You believe it because someone else showed it to you. We believe in Jesus Christ because He came and died for our sins. And not only that, but because the Bible told us about it. That's the truth, isn't it? We're believing the account of someone else, and it means not only to, quote, believe it, but to trust in it. Let me give you three areas in our lives wherein we must believe if we're going to live by faith. We're, going to, we're talking about believing first. Believing. You must believe in the Word of God. Not, <clears throat> not the guru on, the, on television. Not, not the charismatic, wild, and, and impressive, and entertaining preacher. The Word of God. The Bible. I've heard preachers get up and preach things extra-biblical, in a pharisaical way, add things to what the Bible says that are not biblical. I've heard preachers get up and say, well, the Bible says, says this, but... and take away from what the Bible says. At the end of the day, we must believe what the Bible says. And we must never fear what the Bible says. You, you say, well, what, what, about, what about all these things that are so, you know, people talk about, and there's all these people who think different. What about eternal security? Well, if you want to know what I believe about eternal security, I will not tell you what so-and-so told me. And what I, well, I've just always believed that way. Well, it was good enough for grandma and grandpa, it's good enough for me. You'll, you'll not hear me say that. Here's what you'll hear me say. Well, let's look at what the Bible says. And if we can prove it in context in the Scripture without cutting corners and sneaking, then we can believe it. That's what the Bible calls sound doctrine. So well, what do you believe about speaking in tongues? Well, I can show you what the Bible says. And I can teach you what the Bible says about what that really is and what it really is not. I can tell you what the Bible says. I can show it to you. And what I believe, I'm going to base it on the Bible. And if I find out the Bible disagrees with me on something, then here's the truth. I'm wrong. we got to believe it. 1 Thessalonians 2.13, Paul said this, for this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God which you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Proverbs 23, 23 says this, By the truth, sell it not. Can I say amen? By the truth, and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. Where do we get wisdom? Where do we get instruction? Where do we get understanding? Where do we get the truth that Paul spoke of in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2? We get it from the Word of God. And we need to trust it completely. We must reach a point in our life when the preached Word of God in the context of the Word of God is not seen as the musings of man, but rather the mandates of our Master. Do you hear what I said? You say, well, what if that preacher ain't preaching the Word of God? That ain't preaching. That we're building. You see that? These are the stepping stones. When you step on one stone, and you step to the next one, you've already stepped on one. And the first one, we stepped on this. Preaching is only preaching when it's in the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Amen. That's it. Right? We talked about that, didn't we? That's the preacher. Well, are they doing what they're supposed to do? Well, if they are, they're in the Word of God, and they're studying it to show themselves approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Didn't know what the Bible says? We're, we're, this is it. This is the Word of God. That's where preaching comes from. Period. Amen. All right. Well, what about you, the hearer? If you're going to hear it, you're going to need to be here and you're going to need to listen. You can pay attention. You say, all right, what is it that the preacher, the preached Word, which is the Bible, is trying to say to me? And then comes the point of belief. You've got the preacher preaching the Word of God by the leadership and the help of God. You've got the listener sitting there saying, Lord, speak to me out of Thy Word. God, I'm here. Will you speak to me? And then you got to hear it. Now the next thing is, believe it. Do you? Believe it. Believing it is saying, I can trust what you're telling me because I can see it in the Word of God. Don't just trust me. I know better than you. That ain't good. Amen? 
That ain't good enough. I believe that God puts people in our lives to help us and to guide us, and that guidance will always 100% come through His Word. If a so-called man of God ever leads you in a direction that does not line up with what the Bible says, they're not following God. Amen. That's just a fact. So the preacher's doing what he's supposed to do, and the listeners are doing what they're supposed to do, and then the Word of God comes, then we must come to a place where we say, I trust what that man is preaching because it's in the book, and I believe the book. Amen. Believe in the Word of God. Believe in the ways of God. Let me say this. The ways of God are found in the Word of God. The foundation of everything we know and believe is what thus saith the Word of God. Any extra-biblical nonsense is only the wisdom of man, and the Bible tells us the wisdom of man is not the wisdom of God. Okay. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8. God says this, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. You know, so we often think about that. Well, we say, well, God's ways are higher than our ways and God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Well, what does that mean? Well, let me ask you a simple question. What advantage does a man have in seeing the right path to take by being higher up? What ability do you gain by being higher? With your sight, you can see further. Amen. Have you ever made a decision where right here to right there, man, it looked like the right choice? But if you could have seen way on down the road, you'd have realized this is the wrong choice. I've seen a lot of teenagers hook up with the wrong girl or the wrong boy, thinking, oh, this is fine. But if they could have seen, are y'all listening? A little further down the road, I've seen some people take some jobs. I've seen some people leave churches. I've seen some people make all kinds of decisions in their life that from right here to right there seem like the right decision. But if they had had a little bit of a higher vantage point, they could have seen, oh, wait, this path, that's the wrong path. Let me ask you this. Has God ever led you to do something and you thought, God, this ain't it? Amen? Not too long ago in September, my brother was here and he testified a little bit about that, didn't he? About how that God took away from him, from, from his point of view, the perfect job. Working with kids, doing physical therapy and making what he calls stupid money. Amen? Which it works well with him, you know, stupid money. I won't say anything else about that. He's the man of God. I love him. I love him. Y'all pray for me. He's, you know, he, he, he's talking about how God took that away from him, making all this money, got perfect hours, loves being there, gone. Over something just crazy. You know, nothing he could control. Not in Father the Lord. It, the, here comes the mandate. He's gone. He loses it. Now he's working in a nursing home. He's working rougher hours. He had to drive back and forth when he came here and preached for us because of that. Couldn't get, couldn't get the time off he needed for certain things. And just, just all these things. From his point of view right here, man, it seemed bad. But what he learned was that God's ways are higher than ours. And God, his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. And he looked down and he saw that, that little family that needed to hear the gospel. And it was worth Caleb taking a pay cut, working harder, and losing all the conveniences that he had for him to reach that woman and her little girl. Amen. And guess what? That may have been the only part. There may not be another good thing that comes out of Caleb having that job from his perspective, and that was enough. Amen. That God, how many times in our lives have we looked around at things that are happening saying, God, I don't understand this. Because can I tell you something right now? Sometimes God's way, it don't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I'm going, God, what are you thinking? Why didn't you ask me what I thought about this? Amen? Because, I, I mean, I ain't going to say I know better than God, but I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, there is no way that this is going to be better than if it was like this. But His ways are higher than ours. The Bible says in Romans 3, 4, you know what Paul said? He said, let God be true and every man a liar. You know what that means? Very simply this. God is right. All the time. 
And if anybody disagrees with God, they're wrong and he's right. But then he said, he said, didn't say it just as a statement. He said it like this, let God be true. Because here's the truth. God's always right, period. But you've got to let God be right in your life. Are you all hearing what I'm saying? Believing is saying, well, I believe that. I trust it. Well, you've got to let God be right in your life. Well, it didn't make sense. I tried this path and it didn't work out for me. I tried going this way and it didn't work out for me. Let God be true. And every man a liar. You know what I find out oftentimes in those situations in our lives where we look at God and say, God, why is this happening? Why is that happening? Well, it's because of men. Because of people. Oftentimes in our life, that job I wanted, you know what? You know why Caleb didn't get... He's looking at it and he's going, well, they, they, they canned me. They wouldn't let me. Boy, he didn't realize as it was God. And sometimes in our lives, God will let us go through dark paths. and He's going to work us to a better place for His glory. Because the purpose of our lives is not for us to enjoy our lives. The purpose of our lives is to glorify God. Amen. Amen. We've got to let God's ways be right. We've got to let His ways be true. And we've got to believe in the ways of God even when they don't make sense. I need to hurry. Belief in the Word of God and the ways of God. And I told you before, the ways of God will always line up with what thus saith the Word of God. And we've got to believe in the will of God. And we talked a lot about, I preached a whole series on the will of God not too long ago here in this church. You can go back on the podcast and listen to it if you need a refresher. But in Galatians chapter 1, verse 3, here's what Paul said. Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave Himself for our sins, that He might deliver us from this present world, look at this, according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I told you before, the ways of God don't make sense to us. And can I tell you, I just can't make sense of a God who would give His only Son for me. That don't make sense. But you know why Jesus did it? Because He, the Son of God, submitted to the will of His Father. He believed it. He didn't just believe it to be true. But Jesus is the perfect example of the next step of faith. Because can I tell you this morning, there is a difference between faith and belief. There's a lot of things I believe that I do not obey. I believe, as a diabetic, that eating sugar is bad for me. My doctor tells me so. My wife often tells me so. And yet, last night, my son come crawl up in the bed with me, and he had chocolate smeared all over his face. And he gave me a hug, and I could smell chocolate. And I didn't eat anything yesterday. I eat a few little saltine crackers. And uh, I was feeling better. I was feeling sleepy. And I thought, I've got a bag, a large bag, of peanut butter M&Ms upstairs. And... Uh, my mother-in-law, Tammy, and, and sister-in-law, Brittany, were on their way here, and they had pulled in. And I, you know, I, I was just going to hide. I was just going to hide all evening. They hadn't been feeling well. I was going to go lay down in the bed. So I ran upstairs, and I grabbed that bag of peanut butter M&Ms, and I went downstairs, and I laid down in the bed with them. And you all know what I did? I ate a bunch of peanut butter M&Ms last night. Amen. I did. I, I don't know how many I ate, but I know this. It was a bad idea. Can I just tell you it wasn't good for me? I hadn't eaten nothing. Here I am eating peanut butter M&Ms as a diabetic. Don't do that. Because here's the truth. I believe, I really do, that sugar's not good for me. But I don't always obey that. I believe that there's things that are good for me, and I don't always do them. I believe, and you might believe, eating more green vegetables and drinking more water and eating less bread and, and less sugar is good for you and, and eating more of this, right? Eat broccoli and spinach. It's good for you. Do that. Drink a lot of water. We don't all do that. Now, we might believe it. Yeah, and if you, somebody say, well, do, you, do you think eating green vegetables and drinking water is good for you? Well, yeah, I believe that. We're not going to say, no, nah, that's a lie. Eat all the, eat all the you know, cheeseburgers and french fries you want, and it's, you're going to be just as healthy. Nobody really believes that. But we don't necessarily obey that. Are you all still with me? There's a difference between belief and faith. 
Because we don't just have faith. The Bible tells us that we live by faith. We walk by faith. Faith is not just a, I believe that. It's, it's easy to say, I believe that. I can ask you this morning, do you believe Jesus is the Son of God? Amen, I believe that. It's easy to say, well, do, do, you believe what, do you believe the Bible? And, and, and I believe, most people here this morning, I look around and say, do you believe what the Bible says? You'd say, yeah, I believe that. But do you live by faith? We're talking about the stepping stones of faith. It comes from preaching. It comes through the Word of God, right? It comes through hearing and receiving it and then believing it. But there's another step that I think we often skip over. And Paul mentioned it there in verse number 16 where he said, they have not all obeyed the Gospel. Some of them had even believed it was true. I think of that King Agrippa. After Paul gave that compelling speech, I believe in his heart, Agrippa began to believe that it was true. And he said this, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. The thing that stood between Agrippa being lost and saved is acting on his faith. It is not just believing it and saying, well, you know what, I do think that's true. There's a lot of people out there, if you say, do you believe the Son of God is Jesus Christ? They'd say, well, yeah, I, I, I believe He probably is. Well, do you believe, that, do you believe that, that He'll save you if you ask Him to? Well, yeah, yeah, I, I, I believe that. He probably would. I'm just not ready. In their heart, they might say, I believe that, but there's a difference in believing something and having faith. Faith requires obedience. If we want to please our God, we want to overcome sin in our lives, we want to experience the joy of the Lord, you don't just need to believe, but you're going to have to obey. Obey the Word of God. We talked about believing the Word of God. Well, what about obeying the Word of God? This is the foundation of everything we believe and everything we live. It is the Word of God. In this case, the, the, the Word of God in Romans chapter 10 of salvation. Have you, with your heart, believed? Put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior, and then with your mouth say, I'm saved. Have you done that? If you haven't, but you say, well, yeah, you know what, I, I believe. Well, you've not obeyed yet, though. You've got to obey. You've got to obey, believe, and be baptized. Baptism does not save you, but it's a part of obedience. It's a part of exercising our faith and obedience. We have to obey. But what about the rest of the Word of God? Amen. What about the Word of God when it gets all up in your business and starts telling you the things you're doing that you need to stop doing, the things you're not doing that you need to start doing? Amen. If I were to ask everybody this morning, I should have done this before I got started. I should have said, let me... With well, the raising of the hands, who believes that the Bible teaches that you are supposed to study the Bible? Everybody would say, Amen. And then I get this voice and I say, how many of you are actually studying your Bible? Do you believe the Bible teaches in reading your Bible? Amen. It does, right? We're supposed to meditate on His law day and night. We're supposed to be in the Bible reading it. Not just, you know, 30 minutes on Sunday morning, 30 minutes on Sunday night, 30 minutes on Wednesday night, but at home, you, your Bible, you have a relationship. Do you believe that? Amen. Well, how many of you have a daily Bible reading time? What about prayer? Do you believe the Bible tells us to pray? I think it's pretty clear when he said pray without ceasing. Right? How many of you pray daily? How many of you pray from Sunday to Wednesday or from Wednesday to Sunday? And I was asking you those things. Are you all seeing the difference now between believing something and walking in faith? There's a difference in saying, yeah, I believe that. I don't think there's anybody in the church that says, well, I just don't really think that, that the Bible says you have to pray all the time. Because they know that that don't, that don't hold up. When he says pray without ceasing, right? Well, I just don't think the Bible says that you that you got to live clean. Well, the Bible don't that don't hold up with the Bible because the Bible says be uh, be ye holy. I am holy, therefore be ye holy. The Bible says, and we can go through and talk about what that means. Amen. We can get in there because we're talking about the Word of God. Do you believe the Word of God? It's easy to say, yep, I believe it. But are you obeying the Word of God? Do you obey it? What about the ways of God? We were talking about those a second ago. What about those ways that? But sometimes in our lives, they, they just don't make sense. And, and the Bible tells us. Let me ask you a question. If the Bible is clear on something, and we see it, let me submit this to you. How we feel about that in no way affects the truth of whether it is right or wrong. 
well, I just don't like that kind of thing, or I just don't like this, or, well, that's just not me. Well, that doesn't matter. If we believe, amen, I, I, know the amen, I knew the amens were going to dry up right here. But let me just say, we, we just got done amening. Believe the Word of God, believe the ways of God, believe the will of God. But what about obeying? That's faith. And we live by faith and we walk by faith. That's what the Bible says. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Faith is what sustains us. Faith is what keeps us. Faith is what keeps us going. And those things only come, faith only comes here. We see it. Not all have believed. Not all have obeyed. There's a difference. As the Bible teaches us to dress, are we obedient? As the Bible teaches us to speak, are we obedient? As the Bible teaches us to walk, are we obedient? As the Bible teaches us about who to hang out with, does the Bible teach us anything about that? I mean, I'm just asking you a simple question. Does the Bible say anything about people that you should not associate with? It does. Amen. Can I tell you the Bible is harder on things than we are? Amen. You need to get in the Bible. You need to read it. The closer you get to God, the closer you get to the Word of God, the stronger your walk with God should become. That strength of the walk with God will only come by hearing, receiving, believing, and obeying the Word of God. What often happens is people get in that and they get in church and they get right. And sometimes you'll see it. You'll see it. They hit a wall. They're in church. They're doing okay. They seem to be doing better. You know, maybe they're a new convert or maybe there's someone who left church. They hit a wall, Brother Randy. Suddenly the growth stops, Brother Tim. And then they start going backwards. Have you all ever seen that? You know why? Because they hit a point where the Word of God, the ways of God, or the will of God wanted them to obey in something they did not want to obey. And they go, I think I'm fine where I'm at. I don't need to go no further. But that ain't how it works. You don't just stop growing. You begin to atrophy. You begin going backwards. How many times have y'all? Am I the only one this morning that seen? Have y'all seen that? I've seen it over and over and over again. I've seen it in young people. I've seen it in adults. They hit a wall, a call in their life. God wants them to fulfill. They don't want to fulfill. I knew a man one time. Got in church. Got right with God. Was doing good for God. Certainly, he'd been out of church. He got in. He's going strong for God. And one Sunday at our church, when I was a young man, he stood up. And he said, God is calling me to preach. Hallelujah. Amen. From that point on, started going back. He got up and he made that statement, but then he began to realize what that meant in his life. And in a moment of spiritual, he just submitted to it, but then he realized, I I don't want to be a preacher. He's been out of church for 20 years. He'll show up every once in a while. His kids are wreck. You know why? Because he hit that wall. And that wall said, it's not enough that you believe it. But you've got to obey it. That's faith. All these together are the stepping stones of faith. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Brother Tony, we had a, uh, at the men's conference, we did a little Q&A, and, and, and someone had asked a question about how to find the will of God in your life. And they were talking about the calling of God in your life, right? But in this church, we talked about the will of God, and we talked about that, that essential, basic, normal will of God that's the will for everyone. And he said it like this, and I've never heard it like this, and I wrote it down. He called it a five-star Christian. You ever heard anybody talk about a five-star Christian? That they're in the will of God, that they're fulfilling the five essential Biblical steps of the will of God that are true for every Christian. And those five things are the five biblical standards that are the will of God for every single saved individual. Reading, the Word of God. Praying, attending, witnessing, and giving. Those are five commands we have in the Word of God that every Christian, no matter who you are or where you are, is commanded to fulfill. Right? Five basic things. And we could give you verse after verse for those things. And we can all agree those are scriptural standards of 
That is the will of God for every Christian. And we're talking about, oh, I believe that. Amen. Are you obeying that? Are you reading your Bible and studying your Bible, praying for one another, specifically the Bible says, and praying, just praying, speaking to God. Are you attending faithfully? Are you witnessing to others and being a light for the gospel? And are you giving to the work of God? That, those are five simple things to ask yourself this question, am I obedient to the will of God? Now let me submit this to you. Sometimes we're looking for that big picture in our life, and sometimes God is not interested in taking you down this path of the big picture until you're willing to fulfill the small, simple, basic picture. Amen? All these together are the stepping stones of faith. 2 Timothy 4.7, Paul said this. He said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. You see that? I think we can all agree in Paul's life, not only did he preach the Word and hear the Word, but he believed it and he obeyed it. Can we agree that the Apostle Paul obeyed the Word of God? I believe he did. He kept it. In three different places in the New Testament, Romans chapter 1, verse 17, and Galatians chapter 3, verse 11, and Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38, all three verses say this, the just shall live by faith. The Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit, one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit is faith. Faith is the exercising of our belief. We know Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For something to be evidenced, it actually takes place. Evidence is physical. Y'all understand? What's the, what is faith? Faith, our faith exercises the evidence of things that people can't see. What does that, make, what does that mean? We're telling them Jesus is real. Y'all believe Jesus is real? We're telling them the Word of God is true. Do y'all believe the Word of God is true? It's not a trick question. We believe that in this church. Believe the Word of God is true. Believe God is true. Believe You believe Jesus can save anybody. Amen. We believe that we should be spreading the gospel and sharing the gospel. Amen. We believe that. That belief is evidenced by the exercising of our because the just, say, the saints of God, live by faith. You can read the Bible over and over again, and the Bible teaches this principle. Your life preaches the truth of the gospel. Right? What does that mean? Your obedience. Listen, not your belief. Some of y'all may not have known this morning that I believe that green vegetables are good for your health. You may have assumed that, but there's nothing I've never told you, right? Y'all heard story after story about somebody coming to somebody at work. Hey, you know, something's different about you. What, what, you know, why, why, don't you why don't you go out drinking after work sometimes with the guys? Why don't you talk like everybody, right? Everybody ask you why you don't cuss? I remember being in school packing my Bible around. And I wasn't always a great Christian. Don't let me act like I was for one second. But I packed my Bible to school. And usually when I'd sit down at my desk, it was time I'd sit my Bible out. And if I had spare time, I would try to read it. And I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes I would do that because I knew maybe somebody would be watching me and hoping that they'd ask me something about it. It's not a prideful thing. It is hoping for an opportunity to give someone the gospel, right? Sometimes I'd do that. Hey, are y'all Christians over here? Y'all believe in the Lord? Y'all take your Bible to school. That's a freebie. Take your Bible to school. Got that nice new Bible we gave you there, Jace. Take it with you and let somebody see you with it. Amen. It'll be good for you. I'd set that out. Brother Randy, more than once, I don't know how many times I had people say, why do you pack that thing around? Why do you got a Bible at school? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Because I believe it. Amen. It is our obedience that will exercise our faith. And people will see it and it's evidence. I, I, this is it. I'm at the end of my message here. I just want this, to drive, I want, I want this to drive home in your heart. Faith is not what we say we believe. Faith is what we walk by, live by. There are certain things in my life I live by. 
I live by those things. There are certain things I don't say. Words I don't use. There are ways I do not dress. Right? I don't show my nakedness. There's ways that I present myself. And let me tell you the way reason I do that. Not because, oh, well, I'm some kind of holier. No, no, no. It's because I want my life to be evidence of my faith. I want to be different because the Bible says come out from among them, be separate, be a peculiar people, right? I don't talk like them. I don't dress like them. I don't listen to the things they listen to, and I don't do the things that they do when they're in abundance of sin, not because, well, I would never debase myself with such things. Lord, no, that ain't it. I'm barely, I'm just going to tell you, I'm barely saved. It is God holding me, and that's it. It ain't got nothing to do with me. I'll just tell you. I can barely hold it together from one day to the next. But one thing I know is the Bible says this, the just shall live by faith. I want someone to look at my life and say, what's going on over there? I want to be obedient to what the Word of God says. Because only by being obedient to what the Word of God says am I truly living by faith. Here's what's not good. When somebody finds out you go to church, and they say, they go to church? They're, they're supposed to be a Christian? Have you ever heard that about somebody? You ever known somebody at work or school or whatever, and you, and you said something about, oh yeah, I go to church, I go to such such, you thought, you go to church? You ever thought that? Let's, that, that is not living by faith. Can we agree? We, are y'all still with, are y'all with me this morning? We, don't, we can't just believe it. That's not enough. Not all have obeyed, Paul said. We need to be obedient. I was going to turn around and read it, and I won't. I'll just paraphrase, but y'all know 1 Samuel, what he said. God, he has more pleasure. He said, to obey is better than sacrifice. He said. To obey is better than sacrifice. We know it. We say we believe it to hearken in the fat rams. We say we believe it, but are we obeying it? Let's all stand. Thank you again for listening to the Calvary Road Baptist Church podcast. If you would like to learn more about our church in Shepherdsville, Kentucky, you can find the link to our website in the show notes to www.calvaryroadbaptistchurch.com. We're so thankful that you've taken the time to listen to today's sermon, and we hope that the Lord will use it to edify you in the faith. If you'd like to help spread the word about this podcast, you can do so by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, or by telling a friend. Thank you again, and have a blessed day in the Lord. Thank you.